Hey, Verse Chorus Versus DL here. Did you know that I get mail from Spotify and iTunes telling me that it matters if we're rated and reviewed? Do I believe it? No. Do I, do I think it's going to matter for us within the next two years? No. That said, I'm still here asking you, hey, will you rate us and review us on iTunes and then rate us on Spotify? Thanks, everybody. Hey, Verse Chorus Versers, DL here. We are filling up our Season 2 agenda, and we have a couple more openings for fans to come on. We are asking you if you want to come on and talk about your favorite album of all time in our listener-supported episodes that you've heard. We've had fun with a couple people thus far and want to talk to you. Contact us at contact at versecourseverse.com or find us on Instagram and DM us. Those would be the two quickest ways. Thank you. Good night and good luck. Coming up on Verse Chorus Verse Off Season? There's no off season. Let's do some bonus episodes. Welcome to Verse Chorus Verses Season 1 Bonus Episode 1. How is everybody doing out there? I am DL. With me tonight is... Nobody. I'm by myself. What am I doing talking to myself? This is actually really weird. I feel really weird. I'm sitting in my music studio by myself just rambling. It does feel weird. Every other time I've had somebody on a Zoom call or in person, we were lucky enough to do that on the finale. But this is what it is. It's an off season for a reason. We all needed a bit of a rest. And this is going to happen every year. January's episodes are all going to be bonus episodes, off-season episodes, whatever you want to call it. So the way that we're structuring these, everybody's still going to play a part in it. It's going to be four episodes. Rachel, Evil, Sven, they're all still playing a part, but we are all recording our own content, shipping it on to me. I'm going to edit it and make it pretty. Give us a little bit of a break. It's still going to be fun content, just a little bit different is all. And actually, might be a fun way of doing things because you can say things without worrying about what the other person is going to say back. And that's just fun. So content for these episodes, what are we doing? Big thing for me was making sure that everybody got to listen to anything they wanted for a month. Here's the thing about a music podcast. There is a lot of forced listening. I love Joy Division, but was listening to them for two and a half weeks alone at a very specific time that I didn't have a choice. And then next week you are listening to one Gorillaz album for two weeks and studying it. Now I am not complaining because I am very much an obsessive compulsive person. I love doing the same things over and over. I very much obsess over things. So that's fun for me. But even I, at the end of the year, was exhausted. I can tell you over the last two weeks, I've barely listened to any music. And when I have, it's been really, really nice to listen to whatever the hell I want. But I've mostly been catching up on podcasts, watching some shows, one of which we are going to talk about in these off-season episodes, something directed by Peter Jackson. I'm sure you know what that is. Yeah, we are going to talk about Get Back. I should say I am going to talk about Get Back. As anybody that's a regular here knows... Evil and Rachel are very meh on the Beatles. Sven is a Beatles fan, but not a cliche Beatlemania type of guy. They're okay for him. I am the big Beatles guy around these parts. I am going to cap each bonus episode talking about Get Back. Tonight, I'm going to talk about the first episode of Get Back and what I thought about it. Really excited to do that. Other than that, all of the content is going to be what are we listening to right now, not this is what you have to listen to right now. That is what we're doing tonight. Rachel, Evil, and Sven, say hi. All right. Hey, hey, Thanks. What are we drinking tonight? Well, me, it is a Saturday night. It is a rainy night in Washington because they're all rainy now for the rest of my life, it seems. I know it's weird. I'm complaining about rain in Washington State, but my God, it just won't stop lately. I am just drinking a red. Boring stuff by myself. I got a glass of water. I got a glass of red. That's what I'm drinking. And we're going to get to it. Tonight, we're going to go through our Spotify wraps. And we are going to do that right after the break. We'll be right back. Hey, 
episode one from season one. Let's get into it. Four episodes such as this, and then we will start season two on February 1st. It's going to be a good, the first episode, we already know what it's going to be. Well, I mean, I'm me, so I pretty much know what every episode of next season is going to be. But that's going to be February 1st. It's going to be Sven and I, just us two, the original co-hosts. So Sven, I will see you on February 1st. Well, we're going to record it before then, so that's a lie. Tonight, Spotify wrapped. Let's talk about them. Let's see what everybody listened to this year. So for those of you that don't know, and I'm sure... 90% of the people that are listening to this do. Nowadays, pretty much everybody listens to music through Spotify. And at the end of every year, Spotify sends you a thing called Wrapped, W-R-A-P-P-E-D. That goes through your listening habits. It gives you little, here's the song you listen to most. Here's the album you listen to most. Here's what you're listening to at the beginning of the year. And It's really funny because you do, you look through it and you really think, wait, did I really listen to that this much? But it's also really funny when you are forced to listen to things like you do when you have a podcast. There's stuff on my wrapped that I would never listen to on my own, but hey, it's there. So that's what we're going to do. We're going to talk about each person's individual wraps and we are going to start with my dear friend Sven Knudsen. Sven, tell us about your rapt. Hey, verse chorus versers, it's your one and only Sven here with a rundown of my Spotify rap for 2021. I'm sitting here sipping on a really awesome brew, Sofa King Fresh Hopped from Payette. Super fresh, they say on the can. The hops came straight from the field to the brewery into the beer. Wow. I hope they washed it. Let's get into my 2021 wrapped. I've looked through this really, really quickly once before. And yeah, this is going to be interesting because there's, there's, I guess, side note. I leave my Spotify account open on a lot of different computers. And so, and sometimes for projects and things. Things get played over and over and over and over and over and over outside of what I would normally just listen to. So I don't know. Bullshit disclaimer. David, edit that out if you want. 2021 action. The opening credits theme, I guess. um, Time Alone with You featuring Daniel Caesar. Jacob Collier. Definitely was really into Jacob. Still am. I guess I was really, really talking about him a lot and listening to him a lot. This this was an awesome, awesome track. Awesome. I think between him and Daniel, the chemistry was awesome. I just said awesome a lot. The chemistry was really great. Yeah, watch the video. The song playing as you proclaim your love in the rain. This love, Taylor Swift. Thanks, Spotify. Why not? I don't know that I've ever proclaimed love in the rain. T-Swift, that'd be appropriate. Song playing as you defeat the ancient vengeful spirit. Brave! Sarah Burial. Oh, Sarah Burial's brave. This is, I don't know. (laughs) It kind of surprises me, but I I don't know that I have much to say about that. That's kind of, (laughs) sure. I spent... 32,144 minutes listening. That's more than 84% of other listeners in the United States. Okay. Again, my Spotify account probably is being abused. Wow. Okay, yeah. Here's here's where, yeah, you definitely see, like, there's certain things that I work on. You're going to see a whole bunch of, like, contemporary Christian I primarily do a lot of production for church. So your top song of the year was Hold Us Together, Hope Mix by Her, H-E-R. Let's see. Wow, a reasonable 37 times. That's not bad. And it's actually a really good song. I think this one's not like one that I would consider, okay, I kind of launched into the whole Christian contemporary genre. That's one that like fits that, but I think it also fits like just mainstream pop. Well, my top songs, one, two, three, four, five, like all of every single one of those, I don't know, probably not representative of what I listen to and play all day long at home. I'll just read them out loud real quick, though. Uh, number one, Hold Us Together, 
Hope mixed. Number two, Crown, Hannah Schaefer. She's legit. She's a good singer. Any of these, actually, you should check out because they're it's all great music. Number three, Beautiful Things, Gunger. Uh, that, yeah, for sure. That's a pretty sweet, chill, kind of vibey, positive kind of song. Number four, Thankful uh, Verses. No, I don't even freaking remember how this one goes. I just know it's on a playlist that uh, gets played a lot. And uh, number five, Am I Gunger? Again, this one is meditative. It's really chill. I don't know. That's that one's cool. I'm surprised. I, I, that one's number five. So let's see. Audio or uh, top music moods are uplifting and happy. Well, <laughs> yeah, I'm really trying. It's. 2021 about to be 2022 fucking not time to try to be depressing on purpose so uh you listen to 148 different genres this year okay i didn't even know there's yeah 148 different genres i want to know what all of them are they don't list every single genre that's a lot of genres um they do give my top five number five Oh, classic rock comes in at number five. Now, this is kind of a little unfair because if I'm listening to classic rock, which I do quite often, it's on vinyl, or that's that's a lot of my vinyl collection, I guess. So it's not going to show up on my Spotify stats. Number four, contemporary country. Yeah, that's legit. I don't know. I, there's some good country songs, I think. I, I start feeling more and more just good for me to the 4th of July but year round no that's really a shitty thing to say uh soul number three that makes sense number two reggae that really that that kind of surprises me I thought soul and reggae would have been flipped I'm trying to think like I do I like stream Bob Marley a lot but other than that I don't know like a lot of reggae again final so I'm trying to think like how the hell what on my Spotify would have been reggae. Dance pop, of course. This is the thing. Number one, dance pop. Um, <laughs> yeah, I guess for all sorts of reasons, dance pop is number one on my Spotify genres because everything I work on kind of wraps back around to dance pop in some way or another, production-wise or just people I work with. Oh, sweet. Okay, so tap the false statement. Tap the false statement. The artist who appeared the most in your playlist was Scary Pockets, option one. The song you binged listened to the most was Shake It Off, option two. And then <laughs> music was your number one podcast topic of the year. <laughs> that was three. So I think we can right away three music being the number one podcast topic rule that out right away the artists who appear the most in your place was scary pockets versus the song you binge listened to the most being shake it off i don't know if you haven't guessed the false statement t swift i probably did like really obsess over scary pockets though i'm sure that's gonna pop up somewhere here in this like spotify rap the top podcast i listened to was a verse chorus verse i know this is this is horrible it says that i only listened for like a total of 37 minutes or something like that but i, I don't listen on spotify go to our website verse chorus verse okay uh i listened to 2,398 different artists, but I got serious with one. Okay, there it is. Scary Pockets. My top artist was Scary Pockets, which I guess that makes that makes some sense. Uh, I was in the top 2% of their listeners. That's pretty cool. They're pretty awesome. Um, so I, they're founded by the same dude that... Uh, yeah, they were founded by Jack Conti, who's the same dude that founded Patreon. He's a co-founder of Patreon, and he was like half of the band Pamplemousse. Really awesome little like funk band kind of a thing. They came up with really interesting ways to still be able to like play music with people and stay safe. And 
still get together and do a live when a lot of people had to do stuff just kind of like bouncing tracks back and forth. He spent a total of 567 minutes <laughs> listening to Scary Pockets. Just couldn't get enough of Mbop. Um, well, yeah, I, mean, I guess if you're going to listen to Mbop, sorry, Hanson, I guess listen to the scary pockets cover of it let's see um so my top artists number one well let's see number five billy eilish yeah that sort of surprises me not that i don't like billy eilish but i i didn't think number five top five okay stevie wonder came in at number four and i'm not surprised that he's in my top five okay i was gonna say surprised that he was in my number four but again vinyl Number three, Foo Fighters. That totally makes sense, I guess. Um, number two, Hannah Schaefer. <laughs> so, yeah. And then number one, Scary Pockets. Not going to argue. Freaking awesome. Go listen to some Scary Pockets. Shit, that was it. So, yeah. Go listen to some fucking Scary Pockets. They're funky. Was that it? That was it. All right. Well, this is Sven. I'll see you later, VCBers. Good night. <laughs> oh Sven, you're so funny. What you just said was so witty and amazing. Sven sent me his wrapped and his top 100 playlist, which what we're going to do in the next episode is we're going to talk about everybody else's playlist. Well, as some of you know, along with the Spotify wrapped, you also get a playlist of the 100 songs you listen to the most from 2021. I've kind of purposefully not done too much on it. Because I want it to be, you know, fairly organic reactions here. I'm going to go through Sven's Wrapped right now. So Spotify did this thing at the very beginning where if 2021 was a movie and you were the main character, what would your soundtracks be? I So Sven's opening credit theme song is Time Alone With You by Jacob Collier featuring Daniel Caesar. I don't know if it's Caesar or Caesar. That's an amazingly good song. He and I talked about Jacob Collier in an early episode. While it's not really my style of music, I really dug it. He's a freaking brilliant, brilliant musical mind, and he's really young. Spoilers, I think I had a very similar opening credits thing, and I think that's because Sven and I were listening to the same music at the same time, because, hey we have a podcast. The song that Sven plays as he proclaims his love in the rain is this love off of 1989 by taylor swift that was the episode that we had rachel on for as of originally a fan i mean we had known her in the past but she was listening to our podcast and really enjoyed it and she did so well on that episode that we immediately said wait a minute we should have rachel be part of the podcast she's a good writer she's witty and she's a smart ass with a disgusting sense of humor, so she fits in perfectly. She also fits in perfectly because Sven and her have eerily, eerily similar musical taste. My goodness, it maybe is not great. Sven's song that he plays as he defeats an ancient, vengeful spirit is Brave by Sarah Bar... Bar- I don't even... Barrias? But Barrielas? I am never heard her and i haven't even listened to it yet i am going to be listening to it quite a bit this week though sven's next slide says that he spent thirty-two thousand one hundred and forty-four minutes listening to music that's a lot that's 84 percent in comparison to the rest of the states it's spotify so it's not taking into account i think sven and evil Listen in a lot of different places. I think they listen in Google and YouTube. And uh, I know Sven plays a lot of vinyl like me. So it doesn't take any of that into account. 32,144 minutes of listening to Spotify is a much more fair assessment. Sven's song of the year is Hold Us Together, Hope Mix by Her and Torrin Wells. Again, this is something I have never heard. In episode two, we're going to talk about everybody else's playlists I'm interested to hear what Rachel says about this because I'm sure she's heard it. I want to know if it bangs pop. I highly, highly doubt Evil's heard it, and I definitely haven't either. So his top songs of the year ended up being that, Hold Us Together. His number two was Crown by Hannah Schaefer, who I listened to a little bit of today because 
She is all over his Spotify stuff. Contemporary Christian rock or whatever she, you know, she's a Christian Casey Musgraves, I guess. I'm, I'm guessing Casey Musgraves is Christian as well, but this is actually Christian music about, you know, Jesus and whatnot, which Sven works at a church. So I think he plays his Spotify a lot at the church. I get the feeling that a lot of this music is because he plays at a church. I'm not, Sven is Christian, so I, I'm sure he likes this and he does like the pop produced stuff, but I do feel like his music would probably skew a little bit differently if he didn't work at a church. I could be wrong though, Sven. You can correct me in bonus episode two. Song number three is Beautiful Things by Gunger. Song number four is Thankful by Verses. And song number five is Am I by Gungor. I think this is a lot of Christian stuff. I don't know Gungor. I don't know Verses. Gungor, I feel like I should know just based on the name. It sounds like a, I bet they sound a lot like the Lumineers. That's what I'll say there. Those were his top songs. His audio aura, Spotify did this thing where they had colors for different auras and they blended them and that was your aura. And his was uplifting and happy. So Christian music, basically. Sven listened to 148 different genres this year. What the hell? That is so many genres. I'll say at the end of this episode, I think I had like 70 or something. Sven, once again, proving he is the open-minded one of the group. He likes everything, and he's proven that this year. His top five genres, yeah, this makes sense. Dance pop, then reggae, then soul, then contemporary country, then classic rock. I didn't realize this until the end of the season. Sven is a big country fan, man. He digs him some country. That will actually work well in the podcast because my country knowledge is terrible. I like old school stuff. I like the Woody Guthrie's and all that, but I do not know anything about contemporary country. So I think we might tackle that within the next couple seasons. Sven's most listened to podcast of the year is Verse Chorus Verse. He's self-promoting, which is awesome. Good job. (laughs) Except for the fact that he listened to three episodes for 37 minutes. So (laughs) spend, listen to your own podcast, man. I'm kidding. He listens through other venues. I think he listens through Google Podcasts and just our website, versecoursefirst.com, plug. But yeah, I don't think he's a big podcast guy other than that i could be totally wrong though i don't know why i just said that i'm making that up he listened to 2398 different artists but his number one was scary pockets he is in the top two percent of scary pockets this is so surprising and not surprising to me scary pockets is a cover band they're a funk cover band they just take famous songs and they funk cover them It's so very Sven. Absolutely no surprise there. But when I first saw it, like I had to look it up. And then the second I saw it, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. In fact, I think one of the people in Scary Pockets owns Patreon. I remember reading that somewhere. You'd think that I'm doing my own thing here on my own time. I should be able to do research, but I'm not because I'm a bad person. So Scary Pockets. Sven's Favy. He listened to 567 minutes of them and just couldn't get enough of Mbop. So we dissected 1997 and we were making playlists for it. And Sven just sent a playlist to Evil and I of like 40 renditions of Mbop. And I think that one must have stuck with him. Sven, you love your Mbop. His top artists were his number five is Billie Eilish. He listened to a lot of Billie Eilish, which, I mean, I think that was both for fun and the podcast. We did cover Billie Eilish in a couple episodes this year. We talked about her first album. He gave it to me to review because I hadn't listened to it and I dug it. And then we talked about her second album that came out this year and neither of us were big fans. His number four is Stevie Wonder. Our very first episode, we talked about Talking Book and actually in our finale, I mentioned how I appreciate Talking Book more than any of his other albums. But that's his number four. Very not a surprise there at all. Number three is Foo Fighters. Again, not a surprise. He is a massive Foo Fighter guy and we covered them for half a fucking year. Hannah Schaefer is his number two, that contemporary Christian person, then Scary Pockets. So there you go. That's Sven. Not a lot of surprises on there, if I'm being totally honest with you. Sven, I miss you. I will see you soon to record season two, episode one, homie. 
Hey, Rachel, take it away. Hey, everybody, and welcome. This is Rachel, and it's time to talk about my wrapped for 2021. Before we get too far into it, the most important part of the night, as one might say, what am I drinking? I know everyone's expecting some sort of Starbucks blended beverage and whatever alcohol is in my freezer. But tonight I got real fancy. I went over to Walmart and I got some Mr. and Mrs. T margarita mix for $3.38. Then I found some tequila that was in the freezer and I mixed those two bad boys together and put way too much salt on the rim. So mama's pretty happy sitting and drinking a margarita on Christmas Eve recording by myself. (laughs) All right, let's get into it. My opening credits theme for 2021 is Whistle by Blackpink. I don't know if you guys know this. I'm a big fan of Blackpink. This song was on at least one of my workout lists, and I did work out solidly for a couple months this year, and so I did listen to this song repeatedly, so it makes perfect sense that this would be my opening credits theme. A song playing as you defeat the ancient vengeful... The Ancient Vengeful Spirit, Make Me Wanna Die by Pretty Reckless. I was super obsessed with the Pretty Reckless a while back. Damn, they're good. There's something about watching Cindy Lou Who transform into this badass rock star that I really, really loved. And just the music is so (laughs) innocently hard. I'm no evil. I can't go really, really dark and really metal. But this is like the Taylor Swift and whatever evil listens to had a baby. It would be the Pretty Reckless. So that makes sense. Okay, song playing as you proclaim your love in the rain (laughs) is uh, This Love by Taylor Swift. So the first episode, when I was a mere guest and not uh, one of the many co-hosts of this podcast, the first album we discussed, me and, and Dave and Sven, was 1989 by Taylor Swift. So this song was a song that I listened to repeatedly because... I wanted to know my shit. David and Sven are two of the smartest men musically that I've ever met. David and Sven are two of the smartest men musically that I've ever met. Don't tell them I said that. But I was very intimidated coming and talking to them. So I listened to 1989 about 400 times backwards and forwards. So I would kind of at least sound like I knew what I was talking about when I was talking to them. Uh, My rap says that I spent 12000 and 47 minutes listening to music. I'm sure podcasts are involved in that as well. And I thought that was a lot. But as you have learned or will learn, um, depending on where I lie in this, that's not very much compared to my co-hosts here. That's embarrassing. I'm on a music podcast. Although it did say that that's 62% more than 62% of other listeners in the United States. So I'm above average, but it's still a D. Top song of the year, again, Whistle by Blackpink. It says that I listened to it a very reasonable 35 times. That's a lot. That might be too much. Is that too much? That might be too much. Okay, top songs. Again, number one, Whistle, Blackpink. Number two, Playing With Fire, again by Blackpink. And again, that's another, all these top five songs are all on my favorite workout playlist. So that's why they are up here. Number three, uh, Sweatpants by Childish Gambino. Number four, Cry Baby featuring Da Baby by Megan Thee Stallion. And then five is Juicy by Doja Cat and Tyga. Uh, my audio aura. Top music moods are energy and bold, which makes sense because I've talked about big fan of pop music, big fan of happy music. That's what I'm going to listen to. So energy makes sense. And again, most of the time I'm listening to music, it is while I'm working out or sometimes while I'm in the car. If I have a longer car trip, then I'll definitely play some jams to sing along to or turn on a podcast, I guess. Probably this podcast so we can get more listens. (laughs) Okay. Next, we have, I listened to 58 different genres this year, which makes sense. Obviously, the guys threw a bunch of different stuff at me that I normally wouldn't have listened to. Stuff that I really, really enjoyed. Uh, I was talking to a friend just last night and asked what my favorite album of the year that was released this year was, and it was The Killers. But the Killers, where they were a band that I've heard before 
mostly just radio stuff. It wasn't anything that I would have expected to love so much, but man, that was such a good fucking album. The guys really opened up me to a lot of different stuff. Now I have a road trip playlist that I have on my phone and it spans multiple genres, but still, even though normally I do listen to lots of different genres, damn, I I got some new stuff in there. Okay. My top genres with that in mind, number one, dance pop. Uh, number two is K-pop, of course, because all that Blackpink on there over and over and over ad nauseum. Number three, Country Dawn, which I'm not really sure what that means. I do have a little bit of country and a couple playlists, so that makes sense. Small doses probably for me on country. Number four on my top genres was big band. I'm not really sure what that means for me. I can't really think of outside of I do have some real big fish on one of my playlists. So maybe that's how that got in there. Number five was alternative rock, which also makes sense for me. Okay, so tap the false statement. Uh, The first one said verse course verse was your number one podcast of the year. That makes sense, right? So that's probably not false. Song you binge listen to the most was Insight from Joy Division. And the last one said the artist who appeared the most in your playlists was the Nashville cast. And where that is true, I do listen to the Nashville uh, TV show soundtracks, I guess you would call them. Very often, that was the false one. Sometimes I just really miss Sven and Evil and David, and I just want to hear their voices when they're not around. Okay, what else? Your top podcast was Verse Chorus Verse. Accurate. I listened to 38 episodes for a total of 2,470 minutes. Let's do a little math. 2,470 minutes divided by 60, 41 hours (laughs) plus is what I spent listening to myself and my three best friends talk. (laughs) Oh my gosh. That's a lot of time. That's okay. You should listen to it that much too. Probably more than that even. And then after it says your top podcast was verse course verse says, and yes, it's totally normal to consider your favorite podcast host a member of your family. Accurate. They are my mean big brothers, except for Sven. He's super nice in real life. Top podcasts. Number one, of course, verse course verse. Number two, my favorite murder. Hot damn. If I don't love those ladies, If you've never listened to My Favorite Murder, I would be very surprised because they have bajillions of listeners. They are hilarious and they really, oh gosh, they just make me laugh. To find humor in something like that is is a talent, I guess. Uh, Number three was, there's a podcast called Sawbones, which is a medical podcast. This married couple talk about different medical topics. And I guess I listened to that a lot at the beginning of the year, really not towards the end of the year. So I was kind of surprised when that popped up. But my rap says that I listened to 589 different artists, but I got pretty serious with one. If you can't guess who that is, you probably haven't been listening (laughs) for the last 10 minutes. It's Blackpink, obviously. I'm a 14-year-old girl stuck in an old lady's body. I was in the top 3% of their listeners this year, which again is embarrassing because I'm not who they're trying to entertain. I am over 30, under 40. That's fine. If you want to know how much they entertain me, I spent a total of 603 minutes listening to them. Again, let's do some math on that. What does that mean? 603 minutes. Oh, that's 10 hours. That's easy math. That's reasonable. That's fine. Moving forward. My top artists, number one, Jesus Christ. (laughs) If you can't guess. Uh, Number two, Taylor Swift. Again, love Taylor Swift. Uh, Number three, Megan Thee Stallion. Her new album, newish album that dropped. I did have (laughs) an analysis party with one of my girlfriends talking about her new album and dissecting all of the songs on it. So I did listen to that quite a few times. Number four was Joy Division. Hot damn, if they just aren't fantastic. I had heard of them before Dave had thrown that album out there. Didn't really know who they were with the songs, if that makes any sense. In hearing songs, you don't really know who the artist is every time. That was the case. So I listened to Joy Division a lot, a lot, a lot for getting ready for that episode. Number five on my top artists is Halsey. That was another album that somebody that I liked enough listened to when it came on the radio, but didn't love, love, love. But that album was just really fucking amazing. That was so, so, so good. She did such a great job with that album. Let's see, tying it up here. That looks like the end of my section here, guys. In summation, 
Blackpink Taylor Swift, right? I think that brand <laughs> pop music and listen to this podcast because it's amazing. Rate, review, <laughs> like our stuff, please. We want to make some money so we can get a nice little house in Germany. Have a good night. Miss you. Thanks, Rachel. Once again, you've insulted me for no reason. I don't understand it. You're so mean. Let's go over Rachel's Wrapped, shall we? They had the movie thing at the beginning where her vengeful spirit thing is Make Me Want to Die by the Pretty Reckless. We talked about them on the finale of season one. I'm actually kind of thankful that this was on her Wrapped because this was my introduction to the Pretty Reckless. I obviously know who they are and everything, but I'd never taken the time to listen. It's fine. You know, I don't love it, but I do love the story behind it. Like the one that Evil talked about at the end of season one with them being on tour with Soundgarden when Cornell died. So it was interesting to hear. I listened to this for our second bonus episode and we'll talk more about that then. Her opening theme credit is Whistle by Blackpink. So if you heard her and I did an episode on Blackpink, it's very obvious in her playlist in here that she just li- she just listens to Blackpink. It's Blackpink and Taylor Swift. And every once in a while, there's a rap song in there. That's Rachel. Her proclamation song for her love in the rain is This Love by Taylor Swift, which is the same one that Sven had. Um... So what's going on there, you two? Just out of curiosity. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Rachel spent 12,047 minutes listening to Spotify this year. 62% in the 62nd percentile. Um, slack in there, Rach. Pick it up here. Come on. What do you got against music? Her top song of the year was that same, was Whistle by Blackpink. She listened to it 35 times. I think she just listened to Blackpink this year. Her top songs were Whistle by Blackpink. Number two was Playing With Fire by Blackpink. Number three is uh, Sweatpants by Childish Gambino, who I like a lot. Number four was Cry Baby by Megan Thee Stallion, which I am uh, I like Megan Thee Stallion. I do not like the song. It's I don't think it's good. And then Juicy by Doja Cat, which I don't have much to say about that. Her audio aura is energy and bold, which, yeah, her genres are... Number one, dance pop. Number two, K-pop, Blackpink. Number three, Country Dawn. What the fuck is Country Dawn? Is that sitting on my porch music? I don't... Country Dawn. Uh, Number four is Big Band. Who... Rachel, who are you listening... Are you just pumping that Glenn Miller during your workouts? What's going on here? And then number five is Alternative Rock. She listened to 58 different genres... Her artist who appeared the most in her playlists was The Chicks. I don't know who The Chicks is. They have a lot of flowers and a gas mask on their picture. However, the most important was that her top podcast was Verse Chorus Verse. She listened to 38 episodes for a total of 2,470 minutes. Rachel, so proud of you. Her top podcasts were Verse Chorus Verse, My Favorite Murder, which is in my list as well, and then Sawbones, a marital tour of Miss guided medicine which i think that's a lot like uh what was the famous podcast from a couple years back anyway she listened to 589 different artists but blackpink she was in the top three percentile of listeners for blackpink which i'm thinking is a feat i'm not sure that that's easy i think a lot of people obsessively probably listen to blackpink her top artists were number five halsey I think she listened a lot to If I Can't Have Love, I Want Power, which came out this year, which Evil Rachel and I all were really impressed with. It's Atticus and Trent. We've talked about it a lot. Number four, Joy Division. She really dug deep for that episode. Number three, Megan the Stallion, which I'm still, I just don't know enough about. I don't, I, I doubt that I'll be into it, but I think I'll be into it more than a lot of the other artists out right now. Pop-wise, number two, Taylor Swift. Number one, Blackpink. Not a lot of surprises there, and I take comfort in that. Goodbye, Rachel. We'll talk more next week. Hey, Evil. Why don't you tell us about Unearthed and how you're probably listening to Unearthed? your friendly neighborhood evil jimmy here to discuss my spotify 2021 wrapped end of the year algorithmic driven shenanigans whatever spyware this is the first year i've used spotify i kind of transitioned to it mid-year partially for the podcast but also because google play music my 
previous and preferred music streaming service was uh, put to death by Google because they're idiots and ruined all my music library and playlists in the streaming realm. And so I hopped over to Spotify because YouTube music sucks. So take that, Google, um, or YouTube, or whoever you are. We're going to talk about my 2021 wrapped here in a moment, right after we get through the most important part of the session, and that is, what am I drinking? And of course, it is a holiday season recording for me. I'm recording this on Christmas Eve. True to form, I'm having an eggnog, a hard eggnog, made like a cocktail. If you're curious about the recipe, hop on the previously mentioned terrible YouTube and search up Educated Barfly One-Off Eggnog. I think we'll, we'll get you to it. You're looking for a recipe with Smith & Cross rum. It's made in a shaker, uh, uses Smith & Cross rum and overproof rum. Uh, high-proof bourbon. I also put in some Laird's bottled in Bond apple brandy for a little extra holiday huang, and it's delicious. It's got an egg, it's got some cream, got some simple syrup, some nutmeg, some cinnamon, everything that makes holidays tolerable. And they're delicious, and they're strong, and uh, they're fun to make. So, great cocktail. So let's dive into my wrap. Uh, like I said, first time doing this, and I feel like a complete idiot recording by myself. I hate the sound of my own voice, and I miss my podcast mates doing this. We're recording these separately, and I feel like a fool. So um, I'm going to try not to be a complete moron, and there's my squeaky chair. Uh, so let's go into the algorithmically generated Spotify wrapped for me. My guess there's going to be lots of unearth, lots of Van Halen, lots of podcast stuff. I spent 8,485 minutes listening to music using Spotify, which makes me more than 55% of other listeners in the United States. Like I said, I've only used this part of the year, so my guess is that's probably easily double that. We'll see next year when the 2022 wrapped uh, comes out. We can compare the two. My number one listened to song is by the great, powerful band Unearth. It's their track Incinerate. It's the lead track off of their most recent album, Extinctions, and is really probably my preferred track to and album to uh, listen to when I work out. I train with kettlebells multiple times uh, during the week, and I almost always start with this album. And so I'm not surprised it's number one. Uh, Spotify claims I listen to it a very reasonable 20 times. My guess is I listen to that song way more than 20 times, but it will, uh, we'll go with Spotify. My top five songs are as follows. Let's go, let's go from five to one. Number five, a Van Halen track, Big Surprise. It is I'm the One, one of my favorite tracks off of their debut album. I'm actually surprised it's not something off of Women and Children first. Number four, Watch It Burn. I'm seeing a pattern here. That's another lead track from an Unearth uh, album. Like I said, Unearth, my preferred workout jams. Uh, number three is Royal Blood's Trouble's Coming. Great album. One of my favorite albums from this year. I'm actually kind of surprised that it's not Boilermaker from uh, Typhoons. But hey, whatever. I'm not going to argue with Spotify. Number two, another Unearthed track, another lead-off track from an Unearthed album off of the March, their track, My Will Be Done. If any of you are uh, curious in checking out the band Unearthed, because I talk about them so much, this is probably the number one track to start with. It's probably one of their more accessible songs. It's got a good groove. It's great. Spotlights everything good about Unearth. Their riffs, the drumming, the breakdowns, the everything about them. And then number one is Incinerate, like I said before, off of Extinctions. Entering wrapped multi-dimensional mode, my Spotify wrapped audio aura for 2021 is spooky and wistful. That sounds fairly on brand for Evil Jimmy. I would prefer red and black, but whatever. I listened to 57 different genres of music this year. 57. 
that's a lot. But I guess it kind of makes sense since I was kind of exploring stuff for the podcast and maybe Spotify categorizes things differently than 57. Fascinating. However, my top five genres are very, very in the pocket for Evil Jimmy. Number five being prog metal, Opeth to Mastodon to Baroness to Dream Theater. Uh, yeah, I listen to this stuff all the time. Number four, modern blues and rock. Makes sense. I listen to a lot of Rival Sons. One of my favorite things to do is put on Rival Sons radio on Spotify and just let it play. It's how I find a lot of new music. If you don't know Rival Sons, I have lost tons of respect for you because you should know Rival Sons. They're one of the best rock bands out there right now. My number three category is metalcore. On Earth is a metalcore band. That probably should be higher, but whatever. Number two, hard rock. Van Halen, of course. And number one is classic rock, also Van Halen. I guess, yeah, Van Halen, Unearth, one, two, three. Classic rock, hard rock, metalcore. That makes sense. How well do I know me? Let's see. Two truths and a lie. From these, I am going to try to choose the false statement. Statement number one. The song I binge listened to the most was Feeling All Right by Joe Cocker. The artist I binge listened to most was Polyphia. That seems false. I don't mind Polyphia, but they're not something I listen to a ton of. Number three, my number one Spotify playlist of the year was Rival Sons Radio, which I just said a little bit ago. I bet that's true. Yeah, that's the lie. Polyphia is not my most binge listened to artist, which means that on Spotify, I binge listen to Feeling All Right by Joe Cocker the most. That's awesome. That's surprising, but refreshingly surprising. Very cool. A podcast. The podcast that lived in my head rent-free all year long, of course, is the Verse Chorus Verse podcast. Spotify is new to me. I don't listen to a lot of podcasts on Spotify. I only listen to 12 of our episodes uh, for 540 minutes on Spotify. I usually use the Apple podcast app or even YouTube or Podbean for podcasting. Maybe next year I'll, or for 2022 I'll try listening to First Course First on all of the platforms, so we'll give our numbers a bump. And I encourage you to do the same. I listen to 585 different artists on Spotify. But of course, things got pretty serious with one, and that is, of course, on Earth. I am in the top 0.5% of all of their listeners this year. Uh, let's go for 0.05% next year. Honestly, Unearth is recording right now, and they're going to have a new album out in 2022. Unless they completely go off the rails and take a left turn to Albuquerque and go into some weird territory, my guess is that album will be my top album. It'll probably have my number one track and will probably make Unearth even more listened to by me next year. I spent a total of 614 minutes listening to them, and I couldn't get enough of the song Incinerate, of course my top artists whoa <laughs> top five artists well I'll count down from five to one because this is shocking number five is the rolling stones which what huh <laughs> that's ridiculous okay spotify you're a bunch of liars you swedish trolls what the hell rolling stones that has to be from the sticky fingers episode that's the only thing that makes sense because they're not a top five artist for me. Number four, Royal Blood. I can live with that. Number three, Joe Cocker. That's surprising. Like I said, I, I wouldn't have expected Feeling All Right to be my most binge song of the year. But hey, Joe Cocker's a bad motherfucker. So number three, he is. Number two, Van Halen. Number one, Unearth. This all makes sense. Let's go into my top 100 songs. The, the algorithm definitely is picking up the stuff that... I listen to specifically for the podcast because I've got like Kanye's Jail in here. How is that in my top 100 tracks? The only way that makes sense is, of course, since, you know, I was studying for the podcast for 2022 when I'm actually listening to Spotify as my main streaming app for an entire year. Hopefully it won't be so schizophrenic and will be a little more indicative of my own personal tastes and not so much of the one-offs from podcast research. So I could really do without Drake 
or the Rolling Stones or bad Kanye being in my top 100. Good Kanye, more than welcome. Bad Kanye, not so much. There you go, folks. Hope I didn't sound like too much of an idiot for you. And I'm looking forward to the podcast in 2022. I think we got some really good stuff lined up. And Hope you guys had a great holiday season. Thanks for listening to us. Thanks for supporting what we do. It's a super fun thing to do. I miss my podcast mates. I feel like I'm just rambling here, so I'm going to end this. Love you all. Smoochie boochies. Thanks, Evil. As usual, you've got my back. Evil spent 8,485 minutes listening on Spotify. 55th percentile Once again, I think Evil listens to music in a lot of different places besides Spotify. I think he has some young adults in his house, which means he probably does not get to dictate a lot of the listening. That would be my guess. His top song of the year was Incinerate by Unearth. I am shocked. So I know Unearth not that well. Probably like six, seven years back, Evil and I went through a phase where we were talking a lot about music as, you know, we've had a convo about music for a chat for 10 years running, something like that. And, you know, you go through stints where you talk a lot, then you don't talk a lot. And then four months later, you're talking every day about it. And he got me to listen to Unearth. And I did, I did an Unearth dive for a couple months about six years ago. And I did like them a lot, but I think I've forgotten everything that I knew about them. So I need to get back into them and I'm going to next week. Foreshadowing. So Incinerate by Unearth was his number one. Number two, My Will Be Done by Unearth. Number three, Troubles Coming by Royal Blood. Number four, Watch It Burn by Unearth. And number five, I'm the One by The Van Halen. Drink, evil. Evil's audio aura, which is like green and blue. It's really weird. It's spooky and wistful. I don't know what that means. And he listened to uh, 57 different genres this year, which is pretty good. Uh, His top genres were classic rock, then hard rock, then metalcore, then modern blues rock, then prog metal. You know, Evil's a metalhead. We, We all know this. He's got great opinions about a lot of different types of music, but in the end, he's a metalhead at heart. The song he binge listened to the most this year was Feeling All Right by Joe Cocker, which everybody knows that and loves that song, right? Who wouldn't binge listen to that? We will be talking more about that pretty early on in season two. And his most listened to podcast was Verse, Chorus, Verse. Evil, Sven, Rachel, man, branch out. JK, glad you listen. 12 episodes for 540 minutes. Listen to more of them, Evil. He listened to 585 different artists this year, but was in the top 0.5% of Unearth listeners. 600 minutes of, of Unearth. He, he's a big fan. His top five artists were Unearth, number two, Van Halen, number three, Joe Cocker, number four, Royal Blood, and number five, The Rolling Stones. I think Evil did a lot of studying. Good for him. So that is Evil's Wrapped. We've got one more to go. We've got my own. I'll get it out. Let's do this. DL's Wrapped, my very own Wrapped. Let's go through this, shall we? Let's let's talk. Of course, when I turn on my Wrapped, the first song that starts playing is Blackpink. So thank you a lot for that, Rachel. I really, really appreciate it. My movie soundtrack. The opening credits theme would be Count the People by Jacob Collier. So very same vein as Sven's. And I do think this is all, once again, date-related, time-related, because Sven and I were both studying this album at the same time for the podcast, so I think it has to do with that. Uh, My song playing as I face off against a rival dance crew is once again In My Bones by Jacob Collier. I don't really get this movie thing. It's kind of dumb. Don't do this again next year, Spotify. The song that I proclaim my love in the rain to is Red Guitar by David Sylvian, who I knew David Sylvian, but not this song. I was turned on to this song by Carrie Kirkland. And then I proclaimed my love for her in the rain, apparently. 
which we all do very much love you, Carrie, as you know. Not like that. Don't worry. You're, I know you're married. Wink. I listened to 35,490 minutes of Spotify this year, 86th percentile. I think Sven had a little more. I think Sven wins the award. Or does he? he what did he have? He had 32,144. I had 35,490. So I actually win the listening on Spotify award. But once again, I listened to a lot of vinyl this year. So it's just not a fair proclamation. And I do listen to YouTube and stuff like that sometimes too. My song of the year was Either You Want It by Royal Blood. It was my, in the finale, it was my number two song of the year. And I listened to it 54 times. That's a lot. But I do. I love that album and I love that song. My top five Spotify listened to songs of the year were number five, Hold On by Royal Blood. Number four, Walking and Running by Modest Mouse. We talked about that album a couple times. Number three, Typhoons by Royal Blood, also on that Typhoons album. Number two, Boilermaker by Royal Blood off Typhoons. And number one, Either You Want It by Royal Blood. My audio aura was a bit of an oxymoron. It's this pinkish blue hue. It's really nice, actually, but it's melancholy and happy. So do with that what you will, I guess. I listened to 76 different genres this year, so about half of what Sven did. My genres are basic. Alt-rock, number one. Number two, classic rock. Number three, indie rock. Number four, post-punk and Canadian rock. I'm definitely behind that. You guys know what band I listen to a lot. If not, you're going to learn. The podcasts are probably a little bit surprising and boring. My most listened to podcast was the Bill Simmons podcast, which is a sports podcast. I'm actually a big sports guy. I listen to a lot of sports podcasts. I listen to 83 episodes for 5,898 minutes. That's quite a bit. I think First Course First is on my top five, though. My number five podcast is My Favorite Murder, uh, which is a true crime podcast. These two females, Karen and Georgia, who are really fucking hilarious. Number four is The Rewatchables, which is through the Ringer Network, which Bill Simmons, my number one podcast, it's he owns it. Uh, he used to be, a, he was a sports writer for a really long time based out of Boston, uh, but the rewatchables, they just take a classic, you know, those movies that are on a thousand times on TNT, think Shawshank Redemption, think Rocky, and they just dissect that. To be completely honest with you, I stole a couple ideas for our podcast from that podcast. So thanks, rewatchables. My number three is Verse Course Verse. My number two is the Ryan Rossillo podcast, who's another sports guy under Bill Simmons in the Bill Simmons reign. So lots of sports there. Probably not very interesting to you music folk. I listen to 568 different artists, but my top artist, which is hilarious and makes sense, because in the finale, one of my What the Fuck awards was that I need a Dave Grohl break. It's just too much Dave Grohl this year. Two albums I didn't like, a book, everything, everything. My top artist this year was Foo Fighters, and I was in the top top 0.5 percentile of their listeners this year. And that's not counting how much I listen to on vinyl. I listen to so much Foo Fighters this year. We talked about them so much on the pod, and I do love the Foo Fighters. But yeah, I think I'm going to need a break. Making a Fire which was Sven's number one song of the year for 2021, was my most listened to Foo Fighters song. Always starting that album, you know. So my top artists of the year. Number five, Jacob Collier. Talked about him already, and I did. I listened to him a lot dissecting for that episode because it really, it flummoxed me. I kept going back thinking there's more here that I, I need to discover because there is, there's a million things going on. My number four is Muse. We dissected Muse this year and I love Muse. So no surprise there. I listened to a lot of Muse this year. My number three is Crash Test Dummies because I fucking love Crash Test Dummies. They are my, if I'm working on the house, if I'm out drinking a beer on a summer day, if I'm doing yard work or house project, anything like that, I'm listening to Crash Test Dummies. So we didn't 
do anything on them the podcast this year, but they're still my number three and they will always be in my top five. I'm pretty sure last year I was in like the point fifth percentile of their listeners. So I'm slacking. I am sorry, crash systemies. It'll get better. My number two was Royal blood. I already talked about how much I listened to them this year. And then my number one was Foo fighters. And that was it for my 2021. That's enough of the wraps. Let's talk about the four-hour elephant in the room, Get Back. So part one of Get Back, of course it interested me. I'm a Beatles fan. The feel at the beginning had me a little bit worried because it looked like every single other Beatles documentary that has ever come out. But you got to do that. You got to lay the groundwork. And once it boiled down to them, warehouse in the studio, it made sense as to why Peter Jackson started it that way with a brief rundown about how they had taken three years off of playing live because they were just too, they were too big to play live. It just didn't work. It wasn't possible. And man, oh man, could you imagine the Beatles being around nowadays with how scrutinized they were back then. Little things that John would say, good God, if social media was around. Oh, what a nightmare to even think of. Although they would probably be able to get away with a little more. I would imagine that there's probably multiple albums out nowadays from artists that are called like Bigger Than Jesus or something like that. So before I really get into the nuts and bolts of part one, the biggest thing that stuck out to me on this documentary A, how amazing it was to be a fly in the wall on their process and how normal their process was. Anybody that's been in a band does the exact same things that they were doing. Sitting in a room, feeling out some new licks that they had done, and then it's kind of not working and one person's getting bored. So all of a sudden you kick into a different song and you're just playing a cover of something. And then you go back and you have to have the one guy, you have to have the Paul McCartney that eventually sits down and says, guys, we got to fucking work. And then you got the rest of the band that's getting mad because they just aren't taking this as seriously, which isn't a bad thing. It's a band and they were the Beatles and they could do whatever they wanted. So that stuck out to me a lot. Just being able to watch their process and see how normal it was. You had Ringo who was just silent. He spoke like three times. Other than that, he was just sitting at the drums at the ready the entire time. And I feel like everybody's been in bands with, with people like that. You had George who was starting to come into his own and who was dying to write was just begging for validation from Paul and John just begging and to me being a massive George fan uh, it was it did it came off as kind of pathetic but that's my personality for me it came off as god man you sound pathetic right now but it's not George was such a good person And God bless him for as much as he wanted to be Eric Clapton, but he didn't need to be. He, I think he was forever searching for validation because he was such a brilliant writer and guitarist in a band with Paul McCartney and John Lennon. It wasn't going to happen until he left. But then when he left and he, you know, his solo career, I would argue that his solo career was more respected than John's or Paul's. But that's something we can talk about it at a different time. So you had that going on. You had John who, to me, just looked like he had one foot out the door, maybe more. And this is another part of my personality that just, it just didn't mesh with. Yoko Ono being quite literally four inches from his side, the entire, every fucking inch of footage Yoko is breathing down his neck. I'm not saying Yoko was forcing it on him. I'm sure that it w- he was wanting that just as much. But if I'm a member of a band, that is driving me insane. I can't believe. I had always kind of bought into the whole Paul is a prick sort of thing. He was so patient in this part one. He was so unbelievably patient with John. Paul would be there working his ass off, coming in before other people, staying in late, dinking around on the album. I'm sorry, on the piano trying to write. John would waltz in with Yoko at 1030 or whatever and just sit down with his guitar and go. And it worked. I think that that's 
what helped make it work because they did end up writing some of the greatest songs they ever wrote here. John was such a goofball. It's funny because at this point in time, he had become a real honest political figure. A lot of the political things he'd say were very poignant. But then you get him here. He's goofy, man. He's so goofy. He's sitting there stoned out of his fucking mind. And when he does say anything or sing something or add something, it's either A, amazing, because anytime he just sat down and said, okay, I'm taking this seriously and would play and scream, it's just, it's John Lennon. But he was just such a goofball. It was so funny. But the biggest thing that stood out to me in part one that I just could not get over was I cannot believe that they could create art in the situation they were in. They had cameras everywhere. There were never not at least 10 other people in the same exact room as then asking them shit, handing them shit, doing this, doing that. Asking about where the concert's going to be, asking about how they're going to travel there, asking about if they need to extend or shorten because they got to ask about Ringo's movie and when that's going to happen. And that's not counting having Yoko sitting right fucking there the whole time, which if I'm Paul McCartney, like Paul McCartney was, he brushed it off like it was nothing because I kept having to remind myself that these guys have just been surrounded by thousands of people anytime they step out of a door for the last seven years. I just could not imagine trying to create art in a place like that. And it became depressing. It started to feel mechanical until they started playing she came into the bathroom window like they they were having fun and doing really good things on stuff like maxwell silverhammer and just dinking around but when john got on the keys and uh, they started doing this she came in through the bathroom window you could just feel them forgetting everybody else in the room having the ability to ignore the copious amounts of pressure that they'd been on for years and years and years they're just so used to it start playing and it's beautiful and amazing. I mean, I'm not going to go off about how amazing it was to watch Paul write uh, when he's sitting there by himself on the piano and the actual fruition of Get Back watching, because that's all obvious. Of course, everybody's going to say the same things about that. But those are just a couple of thoughts I had while watching this that I wanted to express. Let me know. I want to hear what everybody out there thinks tell me listeners tell me what you think about get back by the time that this airs i will have watched all of them so let me know your thoughts on get back i want to know besides this we might not start covering the beatles until about year three because i just i don't know how confident we are in our ability to do so yet and other than that i think that's it for get back versecoursefirst.com at versecoursefirstpod do the rates and review or whatever you can I hope you have a great week good night and good luck